Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello again, everyone. This is Bob Pompiani, and this is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. We are here until 2 o'clock today at 412-928-9370, which also happens to be the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. You can follow us on Twitter at 937thefan, driven by a Shorky Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, locations in North Huntington and the North Hills. Matt Harkins is behind the glass taking your calls, and I'll be here taking your uh, phone calls when he puts you on the air with me. So let's talk sports here. You can also tweet at KD Pump. We have a lot going on today and the weekend as usual. Uh, And I want to get into some interesting topics because, uh, first of all, the Steelers and Bills coming to town, and that's going to be a game tomorrow night that everyone will be talking about. On the line, it's the fifth seed in the AFC, and this game was flexed to accommodate national television because it is one of the more intriguing games going. It's also one of the uh, games that you're going to see another mobile quarterback, and the Steelers have certainly had their share of those guys. Uh, If you look at what they did against them, not bad at all. Even with Lamar Jackson, who's going to be the MVP of this league, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, They pretty much shut him down in Pittsburgh, five sacks. He did rush for, I think, 65 or 70 yards. However, um, they really limited. That's under his average. He's he's gone over 1,000 yards rushing this year. But they also sacked him, as I said, and intercepted him three times. That's a game that they could have and probably should have won. And it's a big one when looking back to where the Steelers are in uh, the standings. But they did a good job there. Uh, Last week against uh, Kyler Murray, a very good job. They limited him to just two rushing yards. That's it. And he had been, uh, you know, running for 50 to 70 uh, almost every single game. Not necessarily by design, but he has that escapability. And the Steelers were very disciplined in how they handled that. And I think because of it, they forced him into throw the situations he wasn't comfortable in. Got in his head a little bit. I think we saw that on the T.J. Watt interception at the goal line that Murray had more room to operate and chose not to do it. Instead, throw it into tight coverage, and Watt got the interception. So when you shut him down, that's what happens to young quarterbacks a little bit. And tomorrow there's another guy uh, coming to town, Josh Allen, who has been very good in year number two for Buffalo compared to last year. And he has that escapability also, but he doesn't necessarily do it to the point of a Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, but he can and will operate outside the pocket. The thing the Steelers have done well is they've maintained their lanes and they've kept people in the middle. They have not given the outside opportunity to escape. And if they do that again tomorrow, they could find themselves in a nice position with some turnovers again. When I've noticed uh, Josh Allen running, it's almost exclusively rolling out misdirection play action to the right. And he often looks for his tight ends in that situation. But of all these running quarterbacks that the Steelers have seen, he's the one who has scored the most touchdowns in the run department. I believe he has eight of them, and he's very good about doing that. So you got to make sure that you uh, do the same things. And they've been maybe it's helped them that they've faced so many of these kind of mobile quarterbacks because they've been in a position where they have to make sure they are on their assignments. And another guy who's been doing well in this kind of uh, system of watching the quarterback is Vince Williams. He's been the so-called spy. A lot of, you know, in his role, 
not necessarily as big as it was last year because of uh, you know Mark Barron and Devin Bush coming in. But the bottom line is when he's in there, he is keeping an eye on. He's got some timely uh, tackles for losses and timely sacks in that department. The Steelers lead all NFL teams with 48 sacks. They're one of the top defenses in the NFL against a defense that's very good as well. And if you're looking for low-scoring games, uh, this could be one of them. Although every time I say that, it goes the other way. So uh, who knows? 9-6, 15-12, it could also be 36-32. I don't know. In uh, defense, turnovers, special teams, we saw that last week with Deontay Johnson or others could do in that situation. You get a big player or two like that, it certainly changed. I want to talk to you about the game plan. If you were Randy Feekner in this game against this defense, and I think arguably it is the best defense that uh, Devlin Hodges will go against, how do you handle it? Because the Steelers have been run heavy over the starts for Devlin Hodges, and, and that's understandable. He's a young kid, undrafted, never with an opportunity. Uh, and he was in a situation where he was thrown into this, but he's handled it extremely well. So they've had 105 rushing attempts over the last three games. That's a big amount of attempts. By far, it's over the balance that you'd like to strike as an NFL team, 50-50. Uh, but it's gone lopsided in favor of the run. So my question to you is, Buffalo knows that. Buffalo has been gashed against the run all season, not all season long, but in big games they have. The Philadelphia Eagles game comes to mind, um, where they kind of gash them, run the ball down their throats. So that's been, at times, a weakness. But I think Buffalo will come here looking to stop that for the Steelers, putting more emphasis on Devlin Hodges to throw. Which is why, after what I've watched from Devlin Hodges, is I think the Duck can manage uh, more aggressive game planning. I may come out and do something totally different than what Buffalo may be expecting. So we'll see. Uh, but but I, I feel confident enough in his ability so that I'm not going to run the ball on first and second all the time. And while you may have success on first and second, set, set up third and short, which is a play caller's uh, you know nice situation to be in, I don't want to put Devlin Hodges where it's third and eight all day long either because that plays into the defense's hands. And I think they have to watch out for that. So – I'd like to know how you would strategize your game plan with Devlin Hodges coming up tomorrow in that game. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. I'd like to hear from you on that. I also want to get into Penguins talk, and we often talk about quarterback controversies in this town. They are intriguing, no doubt. What about goalie controversies? Have we reached that point? I still say no. I still think right now Jari is hot, and he's – Obviously done very well. He leads the NHL in goals against. He leads the NHL in save percentage, and he has three shutouts in his last four starts. Mike Sullivan knows that, so he's going to ride him a little bit. He's started four of the last five. Why shouldn't he start again tonight? But I also know that they appreciate and know that Matt Murray is a guy who can carry them as well, and he showed that in the second half of last year after a bad start. Maybe it's just that Matt Murray is kind of a slow starter, warm up, get better, and January, February, March, whatever the case may be. He's got big game wins under his belt. So uh, I still think when it's all said and done, it's nice to have a, uh, a compliment, uh, a competitor to Matt Murray. It pushes. You can argue that he was at his best when being pushed by Marc-Andre Fleury, who was uh, the people's choice. And yet Murray kept playing. And, st- and if you remember, Mike Sullivan stuck to him. He may stick to Jari the same way, just because he's earned it. He deserves it. I'd like to know how you... Uh, approach that goalie situation moving forward. It's 412-928-9370. We're going to take your calls and tweets up until 2 o'clock today, so get on the line now. We will take a break. 
And when we come back, we're going to open up the lines and talk about those two issues or anything else you'd like to talk about. That's fine by me. We just got through the baseball winter meetings, and the Pirates didn't do anything. But did they set the stage for possibly doing something in the next couple of weeks? This is the Bob Pompiani Show. We're just getting started on a rainy Saturday. Hope you're having a good weekend. Christmas will be here for you. Know it. We, do we have Christmas songs, Matt? We should play some of those in and out of breaks. Can we do that, or is that a licensed situation? Yeah. Well, we'll... we'll Maybe you could sing solo, a cappello. Just come out with a you know a random Christmas song. 412-928-9370 is the number. We'll take those calls and keep it rolling right here on Sports Radio 937 The Fan. And when he connects you, you can get on right here at 412-928-9370. Big thanks to our show sponsors. This show is brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Allegheny Health Network, health for all at AHN. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They've got your back, not your wallet, and we're driven in style by number one Cochran. Always go one better at number one Cochran. All right, a lot of people want to talk. Let's get right to it. George and Manesson joins us first. Hey, George, how are you? Um, hello, Bob. Merry Christmas. You too. Um, Thank you. Um, I, I agree with you. I think um, we don't we have to run the ball and control the clock, but not you know on first down once in a while we do have to throw. And I think maybe. It's going to be good with Connor back because, you know, with him and Snell, we can, you know, rotate them in. And maybe even towards the end of the game, those guys would be fresh because, you know, it's huge to have Connor back. And then I think um, maybe run like a reverse or something, you know, just something to kind of throw them off. And then I think on defense, I think um, got to worry about Beasley a little bit. He kind of reminds me of like how Edelman is. And we kind of usually have problems with guys like that, how fast he is and, you know, quick and, they kind of like to go to him. And then um, I know Singletary likes to catch out of the backfield. But I think if we uh, mix it up a little bit on offense and not run all the time, I think I think the defense will shut them down. I think we're going to win. It's going to be a close game, but I think we'll win. Yeah, George, I, I think you know my only thought about, number one, you mentioned Connor. I, I'm not so sure he's going to play. He's listed as questionable in practice all week. But, again, he came back early the last time and got him into you know more missed time. They may want to take their time with that. We'll see. Uh, but if he can play, I don't imagine he's going to carry a lot. I do think a big split, um, you know, if he gets 10 carries, that would be a lot for someone who's missed a lot of time with a shoulder injury. However, my only thought on that was, you know, I know Buffalo has a very good secondary, and that's probably the strength of their defense. However, uh, i got to show them something a little bit different than just run the ball as much as the Steelers have been running the ball. Uh, If you have success on first down running the ball, that's fine. It sets up uh, a good second and short or third and short. However, if you do – you know, go third and eight, and you put Hodges in a tough situation to be in with a lot of young receivers. I think the more you do that, uh, it it may help Buffalo. The other thing is we haven't seen the Steelers really in a uh, way come from behind mode. Although it was ten nothing Cleveland, and a lot of people thought that game was over, and I think uh, Hodges and the offense did what they had to do to get back into it. So, but if they do find themselves in a kind of a stressful situation where they fall behind. Uh, that's not a good situation. I would just give them something different to look up and make them understand that I'm not afraid if I'm Mike Tomlin to throw Hodges down the field a little bit more than what we've seen. But thank you, George. Appreciate the call at 412-928-9370. Let's move down to line two. That would be Leroy, who joins us on the cell. What's up, Leroy? Oh, hey, Bob. How are you doing? I, I really appreciate uh, everything you do. I just had a quick question. What do you think the chances of the Steelers winning the Super Bowl are? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, that's – the chances are not very good, I would imagine, just because it's hard to imagine that this offense, given as you know limited as it is, you know, can put up the points necessary. I mean, look at what they've done the last 
four or five weeks, it's basically been one offensive touchdown or so per game. they got to get better than that. This defense is good enough to carry them. Don't get me wrong. And I think if you do get in a situation where you qualify for the playoffs, it's a defense that travels. And if the run game could put up what it's been putting up, it's not been one man. It's been everyone. But they've put up some nice numbers. Uh, it would take an awful lot, though. They're, they're going to be on the road for three straight games with an undrafted quarterback. Very, very slight chance, I would think. But who would have thought they'd be here at eight and five? Not a lot of people. And that's why at the time when they were zero and three, and you know people were pressing, what do you expect? To, you know, I said, look, you play the game out. One thing I thought about the Steelers, they were willing to make a trade, which was a controversial trade, even though they were looking like a team that wasn't going to do much after they lost Ben Roethlisberger. They didn't give up on a season. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily give up on them. Um, they, you know, they've been a very resilient bunch. Defense can keep you in games, but your offense has got to do better than what I've seen so far. And Juju Smith-Schuster eventually will get back. He's not going to be back. A lot of people think, well, you know, what good is he going to do at this point? Well, he's Juju Smith-Schuster. And I still remind people that when he's in there and he didn't have the success early in the season, I understand that. He may not be elite, but he's still a good receiver, and they're going to need him. Let's go to Rich in Forest Hills. Rich, thank you for calling the program. How are you today? Hello, Rich. Hold on a second. We'll get you in a, in a second. Rich in line three here, Maddie. if we can get him on. What's up, Rich? Yep. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, first of all, I think James Conner is your third down back this week. I don't think he's going to be uh, carrying the ball 12 times or 20 times. I think they're going to need, with Vance McDonald out, I think they're going to need another target. Um, but the real thing I called about was uh, the goalie controversy, in my mind, isn't a controversy of whether Murray should play or uh, Tristan Jari should play. I think the, the question is, should they trade Murray? Murray's up against a, a contract. He's a fragile guy. I mean, if he gets hurt right now and they bring up Casey DeSmith, Murray comes back, they're going to have to make a goalie move because DeSmith can't be sent back down and Tristan Jari's not going <clears> to <throat> go to the minors the way he's playing. So given their... Their contract status, I think Jari, they, they drafted him expecting him to be the guy that he is, and he is. Uh, I, I know Murray's done well, and I appreciate what he's done for the organization, but uh, you know, if they want to get another top-flight uh, winger for Malkin or another top defenseman, you've you got to give up something to get something. I think Murray's the obvious choice. The only thing I'd say to that, Rich, is uh, I want strength in numbers and goal. I do, and... Tristan Jari has been great, but keep in mind, he was sort of being shopped around in this offseason uh, after Casey DeSmith, you know, signs, and he's played well down in uh, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton, no doubt, and he's a capable backup. I like depth in goal. It's the most important position. If you look at why the Philadelphia Flyers have struggled for all these years, it's been inconsistent, erratic play in goal. Uh, a lot of teams are looking to find it, can't find it. Uh, Matt Murray is a restricted free agent after this year, which means they still likely can bring him back the problem is going to be what the price tag is, Rich, to your point. if I think they have to engage in a discussion with his representatives and say, how much is he going to be worth or does he want here? we got to start by somewhere. What's what's the asking price? And then we'll tell you what we're willing to spend. I don't have a problem having both guys here. I think it serves you well. I think we saw that in the, in the 2016 and 17 cup runs. I understand your so point. You I understand your point that if you're going to get something down the road, you need to do uh, – you, know, you may have to give up something. But I'm I'm not right now and in any position thinking about trading Matt Murray, at least not right now. Wouldn't you agree though if uh if Murray goes out with uh, a groin strain for two weeks? I mean he it, if there's not a season that doesn't go by that doesn't miss twenty games. I mean that's gonna force their hand. So yeah, but why he's not been, act from you know, a position he, of strength? 
Okay, but then that becomes a position of weakness if one of them gets injured. You know, now you're you're going into a playoff series potentially with not a lot of options in goal. And I think again, to me, the most important position in hockey, especially in the playoffs, is a goaltender. So um, I understand what you're saying. And listen, at one point they may do it based on circumstances, but right now I like having both. But thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. And uh, happy holidays to you. <clears throat> one down. Let's go out to line four. That'd be Mike in Newcastle who joins us here on the Bob Pompiani Show. What's up, Mike? How are you today? Great, Bob. How you doing? We're today? good, thank you. Yeah, I want to talk about the winter meetings, and uh, I, I didn't understand why the Pirates didn't make any moves and try to upgrade their team. Now I know everybody thinks they should rebuild, but they actually, and they're not in a good position. I actually think they're in a great position. They're in one of the best positions in all of baseball. They have no bad contracts, and, and uh, well, so many of these teams have such, have all these uh, outrageous contracts that they're going to be so weighted down if. Uh, that things don't work But that out. assumes, Mike, that assumes they're going to spend money. They haven't spent any money, hardly at all, the last two years. And you could have all these great contracts, which give you financial freedom to do whatever you want, but then you choose not to do anything with it. Oh, that, and, and that's always the problem with the team. That's been the problem with the team for years. They choose not to do anything with the uh, – make uh, uh, make payroll and stuff and uh, spend some money to upgrade this team and just fill holes – and then I'm worried they're probably the you hear the Starling Marte rumors and stuff. If they drop him, they're probably going to go in the season with what a fifty million dollar payroll. That's unacceptable. That that's just not good. That's just the losers mentality, and I'm tired of the losers mentality with this team. Look at the Steelers. They lost Ben Roethlisberger. Everybody said, okay, let's just have an off season. Let's rebuild a little bit. No, they no, they went trade for Mitch Fitzpatrick. They doubled down because they don't have a losers mentality. They try to win every year. The same with the Penguins. Now, I'm not trying to make the call about why shouldn't the Pirates be more like the Steelers and the Penguins because that's every Pittsburgh fan's problem right now. They that's what they wish, but that they need to just quit having that losers mentality. Well, just try to push all in and win. Here's the thing. Thank you, Mike, for the call. Number one, uh, the economic system stinks in baseball. And they're willing to play it in order to make profit. I understand as an owner you're entitled to make a profit. But if you're going to win in baseball, if you don't draft and develop well, and one of the reasons why Ben Sherrington is here along with Derek Shelton and Travis Williams, it's a whole new regime, and I will give the Bob Nunning credit for this. He decided to do something that not many people thought he would do, and he got rid of $17 million worth of contracts that he has to pay for people who are no longer with the organization. That means he was willing to do something uh, out of his comfort zone. You need to continue to do that. Because right now, this team, if they go out and are seriously looking for trade partners for Jari, Jari, what am I saying? <laughs> Starling Marte and uh, Adam Frazier, they're, they're telling you that they're not serious about competing this year. They can tell you that, but the reality is they're trying to stock up to try to build an organization. And that's fine, too. I just don't like when they don't acknowledge that as the reason. Uh, it would depend on what they get, but they got a lot of questions, and I still think you got to supplement at some point. This may not be the time to supplement. If they put a read on it and say, well, we're not really close to being competitive, therefore why would I give this guy this? I can understand that. I do. But just make it known what your what your uh, goals are at this point. And, don't, and I think in the past sometimes it's been promising things that are un, uh, not even close to becoming uh, truth. You know, oh, we're going to win 90 games or we're trying to win. No, you're not. Look at your roster. All right, real quick, let's go to Woody. I'm going to squeeze you in, Woody, because I know you're calling from South Carolina where the rates are higher on your uh, cell phone bill. So I want to save hey. you that. What's up, Woody? Thank you, Bob. Uh, listen, two years ago, you were the one that told me that Jari was the Penguins' franchise goaltender. 
that they were so high on him. He, yes, he is, and he was. So, but that doesn't mean you can't have two of them. Well, no, no, you can have two, but you can't expansion coming up. And I think right now, and you try to get what you can for Murray. And the only other question I have is, do you think, play for play, Dobbins should win the Heisman Trophy? Thank you, Bob, and you have a very Merry Christmas. All right, I'll talk about that second part. We're up against the break when I come back. But as far as the first part, um, you know, when you're looking at two goals, I don't understand why people immediately want to just get rid of everything. Uh, Matt Murray has won two cups. People have a short memory when it comes to what he was able to do in bigger games, and he made key saves at Keefe's times. He had a really good second half of the season. It's one of the reasons why they got into the playoffs in the first place last year, okay? Now, once in there, that whole team just did not play well, and they lost to the Islanders in a four-game series sweep. My position is this. He's restricted, which means it's unlikely that restricted free agents end up going to other teams. Therefore, you're going to have them for, if you want them, for two more years, and you can you can always engage this trade talk that people are so hot to do at any point. Right now, I want two goaltenders. I just do. I think it's the most position, uh, important position in hockey, and when you have two guys pushing each other, you should get good results out of both, and don't underestimate Matt Murray. I still love Jari. I'd play him again tonight, and I'd play him as he's hot. No, no problems with that whatsoever. Once again, uh, our show sponsors, and they make this program possible. We thank them all really good uh, organizations that you should support. PNC Bank, make today the day and check out their new virtual wallet. Also, Allegheny Health Network. Some great stuff going on there at AHN as they continue to expand. Chenderovich, Chenderovich, and Fishman, and we're driven by number one Cochrane. Go one better at number one Cochrane. More calls on the way. It's 412 928 Lines are open. Harry, you'll be next right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hey, welcome back, everyone. The Bob Pompiani Show is brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Allegheny Health Network, health for all. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Number one Cochrane, go one better. And in part by Ireland Contracting, visit irelandcontracting.com. And they are the title sponsors of the sports call every night on Pittsburgh CW. We have a lot of people want to talk. Want to get your thoughts on the Steelers' bills and also the goaltending situation in Pittsburgh. I like it the way it is. I like guys pushing one another. I think it's good for business for everyone. What do you think? At 412-928-9370, you can also tweet at KD Pomp. Let's go to Harry, who joins us on line two. Hello, Harry. How are you today? How you doing? Good. Okay. Uh, two things. The Steelers basically are going to finish with a better record probably this year than last year, which tells you two things. Obviously, Antonio Brown wasn't as great as we thought. You know, Ben may have the stats. Just think of how many games were lost because of him as the sticks. I just think I'm not saying that Duck is the answer. I'm all for, you know, Mason Rudolph getting another chance, but I just don't see him coming back and making a difference next year. All right, Harry, thanks. First of all, I would never underestimate anything Ben Roethlisberger can and will do. Um, I think we get spoiled sometimes. I know he had a lot of interceptions last year, but I think a lot of that had to do with the relationship with Antonio Brown. But it also, as, as Mike Tomlin has kept saying here for the last three weeks, it's striking a blow for team. I do think there's something to that and how these guys have kind of responded to each other. Now, they, they can't do that without a defense that's smothering opponents, and they're doing a very good job of containing mobile guys, forcing mistakes. They are number one in sacks, right up there number one, I think, or 1A in turnovers created, which, if you'll remember, was the problem last year. It was all offense, no defense. Now it's completely flipped to the other way. As long as they don't make mistakes on offense, when that happens, and it's sure to happen because it just does to every team, that's where you're going to find out what they can do offensively. And I think it would probably be a limited situation. 
That's why these games have got to go, you know, somewhat according to script. Although I'm thinking I've seen enough of Hodges to make him go a little off script right now and do some more things down the field as to make other teams realize that we're not just forgetting about our down the field game. We still can do it. And he's accurate enough. I thought his throw last week in Arizona in the corner of the end zone to Deontay Johnson was as good a throw as any NFL quarterback can make. Uh, Mike Tomlin called it varsity, man. Varsity. It is. He put it in a tight window, good coverage, and yet it was right on the money. Let's go to Mike in Greensburg. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hey, Bob. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, man. Uh, the re- I'm actually driving down to Oakland to pick up my son. He finished finals. And it had me thinking about what's been going on with the Pitt Panthers and uh, uh, the fact that actually he's in the Pitt band and they're going to be going to the uh, bowl game. It would have been nice if they would have gone somewhere a little warmer rather than Detroit. But it, it got me thinking about how the team has been doing these last several years and the fact that, you know, it was only a few games ago that they were thinking about maybe winning nine or ten games and, and going to, you know, uh, maybe even uh, the Orange Bowl, even though uh, – uh, you know, if they would have made the, uh, the the championship game for the ACC. My question to you is, what do you think Narduzzi uh, has to do to improve on the recruiting side? Because, you know, I don't see, I don't see the, uh, you know, you see these other teams in these bowl games. And, you know, I heard just last week, this past week, that they're uh, one of their best re- uh, recruits, a four-star running back, decommitted. Uh, so what are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, you're talking about a couple of guys. Thank you very much, Mike, uh, for the call. But, um, you know, Henry Parrish uh, was a guy who decommitted, and he was a big-time running back. I don't know. He had big numbers. I know they were lofty over 2,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, whatever. And then uh, Tate Rodermaker uh, was the quarterback who ended up going to Florida State, I believe. But, uh, you know, my thing is you got to have good quarterback play. I think Kenny Pickett was up and down this year. I thought he was going to show some improvement on a consistent basis, and it just didn't happen. Run game needs to be better. They need to come up with more skilled people, I think, on offense, number one. Their defense is doing pretty well. I mean, their defense was their strength. I think their secondary is really good. They're up front guys, led by Jalen Twyman. And they lost two guys, remember, from that defensive line with injury, and yet they still were able to put stuff up for Randy Bates. So, um, you know, you got to get skilled people who are going to make a difference and rip up defenses, and they don't really have that right now, and I think that has to change. But what we've seen is just a a lot of what you would expect from Pitt over the last three decades, and that is anywhere between three and five losses and mediocre bowl games. Um, Now, last year they won the ACC Coastal. That's available every single year, I believe. And it was disappointing the way they finished this year at 7-3 and three and then not scoring at Virginia Tech and losing at home to BC. They've had too many of those downs, you know, ups and downs. You've got to be more consistent. So that's where it is to me. But uh, I would expect to really put the pedal on the metal to offensive skill makers. They need those guys if they're going to do well uh, in the ACC. Let's go to Dan, who's on the cell, line one. What's up, Dan? How are you today? Good, Bob. How are you doing? We're fine, thanks. Hey, the reason I'm calling, I read that article in the Trib. I either read it this morning or last night about the Steelers' defense in the 70 and our current defense and how they rate statistically close to each other. And I, You know, for the past couple weeks, I, Trent Dilfer has been coming to mind for me. You know, he won, they won the Super Bowl with a quarterback who I think isn't as good as Duck in Trent Dilfer. Well, wait a minute now. And, I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself with that just because we've only seen three starts. This is going to be his fourth start. Um, yeah, but the kid, he just, he's got good, quick decision-making. 
he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he looks comfortable in that. He is. He is. But keep in mind, the Steelers also cut him once and looked into Landry Jones before they thought of him. But the XFL kind of blocked that and said, you're not getting at Landry Jones. Uh, but I'm glad he's here. And, I, you know, they brought him in in the first place because they liked his, uh, you know, his game and what he's able to do. Um, and the bottom line is he's handled it well. He handles it like someone who just doesn't have much to, to lose here. He's getting out. He's enjoying it. That's the thing I see with him. He's enjoying every moment of this. And I think that's uh, very important if you're going to be successful as a quarterback. You, you just got to get out there and not uh, live in your fears necessarily. And I don't think he's done that. I think he's welcoming opportunities to throw the ball. Uh, Mike Tomlin called it thoughtfully aggressive. And he's 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 a good, smart, uh, comfortable quarterback. Now, he hasn't faced a defense like Buffalo. That could all change. They get after him, sack him five times, and force him to make some stupid throws, and things could look a lot different uh, than they do right now. Let's go to the Mad Hungarian in Oakmont. Hey, Mad. What's up, hey, Mad? Bob. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Mad? You sound happy. Uh, yeah, about uh, Josh Bell. Happy Hungarian sounds good together. You could change it if you want. Happy Hungarian. Oh, well, it's got a certain ring to it there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, Bell on uh, Josh Bell, uh, give him a chance at right field in the, uh, in the spring. Or uh, and if he can, uh, if he can't handle that, then move him. Because you, I've been watching baseball. I saw Mazeroski hit the homer on uh, TV. Uh, so uh, I've been around, and there's no room for a bad defender in, on a baseball team. There really isn't. You've got to have good defense. That's that's a cardinal rule with, with me, and I think with a lot of people probably. But give him a chance at right, and then see if he can, uh, you know, see if he can handle that adequately. But you can't have him at first. Well, who are you going to put at first? I don't know. Whoever. Uh, well, how about that Azuna guy? <laughs> you he have to know. Uh, I'm not willing to go there yet. I think Bell improved a little bit defensively. I thought, especially he, he fielding. Yeah, but I, I'm, you know, I need his bat. Hey, hey, hey Bob, how's the uh, woodpecker? I got to ask about that. <laughs> uh, I think he went south for the for a vacation. At least I haven't heard him lately. But please don't say that. You're going to jinx me now. Tomorrow morning, six o'clock, he'll be pecking at the wood. Hopefully not. I uh, hope he's someplace relaxing down in South Florida, and I'll look forward to his return whenever that happens. Hey, the Penguins have recalled Joseph Blandisi. They just sent him down yesterday, giving indication that Malkin could be okay. Now, that may make you think that Malkin's not okay. No morning skate today, right? <clears throat> That's become more of a trend. Uh, so we'll see what they do, but it could be that he misses another game. All right, uh, we're going to take a break here. I have a question to ask you at the top of the hour, and it's a question regarding a player that may raise your eyebrows, uh, it may make you think no way, it may make you say, hell yeah, and it involves the Steelers. I'm going to ask you about that when I come back. But in the meantime, once again, I want to thank our sponsors for making it all possible. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They've got your back, not your wallet, along with PNC Bank, Allegheny Health Network, Number One Cochran, Ireland Contracting, all here on the Bob Pompeiani Show. We're glad you are too. So, this player coming up, I want to hear what you have to say about him. I'll let you know who it is when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.